What are you, what are you guys drinking? Are you guys going to? Jameson. We have, uh, yeah, we have some whiskey over here. Nice. Nice. As a Buffalo, as a Buffalo boy, I can respect just Jameson straight up. That's wonderful. That's, that's, that's the, the game. <laughs> yeah. Although this is, this is, you're the first of a night of three that we have three episodes that we're doing. The yeah. last one isn't our show. Oh, okay. So we should probably like not. Right. Yeah. yeah so like, we're going to drink. Got to pace ourselves. Keep it tested. <laughs> yeah. slow today. Hey. Hi. Welcome, everybody, to the first show of three that we're recording today. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the first that's going to be released. So next last week's show, you're going to see that we are probably a little bit more tired sounding. <laughs> right. Than we are now. Right. But welcome to Bacon is My Podcast. All that made so much sense. We're going to Tarantino it. Yeah. Before we get started, this show has been brought to you by Wild Bill's Sodas, drinkwildbills.com, by Poddex, by grillyourassoff.com, where you can get some uh, cool grilling stuff, seasonings and uh, rubs and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And you can go to any one of those sites and put in the promo code BACON for 10% off your entire order. Why? Because everything is better with bacon. Exactly. And our good friends... At Manscaped. Yes. I'm even wearing the shirt today. Yeah, you it's are. It's a really nice shirt, by the way. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. And I walk around the house with it, and Gavin's like, man, manscaped, your balls will thank you. What does that mean? And I was like, we'll talk later. Got to go. That's right. That's, That's what right. you do with eight-year-olds. That is what you do with eight-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, but if you use the promo code BACONPOD there, yeah, you get... You get 20% off. 20% off and free shipping. And free shipping. And uh, I can't recommend it more. I've been using the products for a little while now. And uh, yeah. Yeah. My marbles are shiny. Indeed. Indeed. So um, so yeah. Thank you to all of them. And also a special shout out to our good peeps over at Patreon, the Bimp Squad. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bacon is my podcast for extra episodes, extra stuff, Different shows, tastings, things of that nature. Thank you, guys. Check it out over there if you want to check it out. And especially a thank you to everyone that listens to the show. You guys are the reason that we keep doing this. So visit our sponsors. It helps us keep this thing going. It helps us keep it free. We do appreciate everything that you do. Uh, You got snowed in? Sort of. I did. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean (laughs) – I totally did. Yeah. Snow – we live in New York, so we need to expect snow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Still hate it. Yeah. Well, we live in a um, uh, an apartment in a house, um, the legalities of which is uh, up for debate. But we have our entrance and exit is through a back porch. Mm-hmm. So there's no front of the house entrance right. for us. And it's a fenced-in yard and stuff. So when we get a lot of snow and it drifts in the backyard, if it drifts and we can't open the porch doors, uh, we can't get out. <laughs> And if if it drifts and you can't open the fence doors, then I'm hopping a fence to uh, try and shovel out the other side. So that that was an exciting journey this this weekend because our uh, our landlord was out of town. They they left oh. town on Friday, 
And, well, that um, was smart of them. It, it really was. And so I was just in there going, okay, um, I'm just going to go shovel this walkway as it's snowing three or four times during the night and yeah. hope that it doesn't cover completely, Yeah. which uh, luckily it didn't. Cool. Yeah. Well, we had drifts. Like yeah. drifts, the drifts were the worst part because you can have 12 inches of snow and it suck. Yeah. But when you get snow and wind... Those 12 inches of snow yeah. turn into three, 36 <laughs> inches of snow. <laughs> three foot In drifts. some spots. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, funny enough, I had to shovel out the studio mm-hmm. because there was a three foot drift against the door. Right. As opposed to my back door that I was able to get out of. Right. So that was super interesting. Um, but speaking of a lot of snow, we have a guest who's from Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Who they they notoriously get tons of snow. Um, well, it's almost Canada. It is almost Canada. We talk about that in the episode. Uh, also, uh, this is the second time trying to get a, a, an interview with him. This because is true. the first time there was a nasty windstorm. And, and well, you know, I don't know if we speak about it on the episode, but I'll, maybe I'll make it the intro. Well, it led to the episode. Again, we'll ta- Tarantino it. Right, right. It led to the episode with uh, Gavin and Lacey, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It so was. So if you guys remember that episode that we had with Gavin and Lacey. We weren't stood up by him. Yes. We were stood up by someone else. He had technical difficulties. He had technical difficulties, yes. And uh, we're glad to say that uh, he is okay. Yes. This is Tom from Humble Braggers. Indeed. Uh, very cool band. Pop. Rock. Um, Dance. tons of layers. Yeah, there's a lot of soundscapes, a lot of things going on, and uh, we're really excited to talk to him. And it turns out that we just have a ton of stuff in common. So it's really a, a, just a bunch of bros. And yeah, this, this is, is bromance. This is a possible other bromance. I yeah. mean, now we might be able to have people vote on the bromance. Right. It's not. It's not like a runaway. Like, oh man, they're these are these guys. Are what in love. I think what we need to do is. Maybe have AJ back on mm. and be like, hey, you're going to step up your bromance game because – That's true. There are pe- there are heirs to the throne. There are people. There are people nipping at your heels, my friend. Yeah. So um, – We should have all the bromances on for one show. Where we, uh, just, we just all – We just all talk about geek out stuff. <laughs> for, for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that might have to happen. That might have to happen. Have to happen. Well, uh, with that said, let's get to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, you can uh, call this one. I'm kidding. I don't now. believe you. So we got a new uh, sponsor. Yeah, sweet balls, bro. Thanks, buddy. I'm pretty sure you can guess by it, by that conversation <laughs> that our new sponsor is Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, uh, a company that I'm very familiar with. Me too. Uh, a couple, few years now. I've yeah. Been, I've been using their products. And uh, I tell you what, my marbles have never been shinier. I actually got their uh, their lawnmower 3.0. Yes, which uh, it has skinscape technology, and they've just upgraded to the 4.0. And let me tell you, I was I, I love the 3.0, but the 4.0 is just so much better. It's got a light on it. Do I really need a light? Yes, you do. Visual aids. Yeah, Visual aids yeah are absolutely. Do. Sometimes for sure. Sometimes in those crevices that uh, that that upper leg inner crease. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's a tough spot. Uh, so the Perfect Package 4.0 contains the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes. But one of the things that I am a big fan of uh, is the Crop Reviver. Uh, yes. They call it. It is. Uh, they call it the Ball Spray Toner. Yes. So it's on those marbles. Uh, what else is in the Perfect Package? Package as well is the uh, the, the ball deodorant. 
Yes, it's the crop yeah. preserver. It's an anti-chafing. So when you walk a lot, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the chafing. I should probably lose weight, but instead I use this. I'm just a fan. I've always been a fan. I, I was super excited when you told me that we got uh, the email from them saying that uh, we could now offer a discount to our listeners. Yes. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So uh, and Men and women can use it too. Absolutely. It's not just a man thing. So if uh, if you want... You can get 20% off yeah, 20% your order now. That's a big deal. That's, That's a big deal. Pretty awesome. Uh, use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off at manscaped.com. So go ahead to manscaped.com. Save yourself 20%. Yeah. Use the promo code BACONPOD. And, uh, and and make your marbles clean. 20% off. And shiny. Check it out at manscaped.com. Highly recommended and used by your boys here at Bacon is my podcast. Like I said, keep those marbles shiny. Mm-hmm. I am Flesh Imo from my top five podcast, and you have been listening. This is what happens when I have to do intros <laughs> to our podcast, you bastards. You're just it's watching. total red light panic. I love we it. We love it. I'm no Flesh Imo. F- oh, you just interrupted you, me now. Yeah. You just interrupted the swing. Who is this guy? You Who is this shut guy? your mouth. I'm Flesh Imo from my top five podcast, and you've been consuming. Bacon is my podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Solid. Solid. I, I had to go. I took my my breath. I used my diaphragm on yeah, the hay. You did. You I did. Think. It was like a snare hit. It, it was like eyes, a snare. Made my eyes blink. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're when you're trying to get like uh like a nice vocal line, like a like it's a low, slow part, and you, you like attack the beginning. Right. And then your producer's like Stop that. Right. <laughs> Just like that. Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Today we have lead singer of Humble Braggers, Mr. Tom Burles. What's going on, dude? Hello, gentlemen. What's going on? Uh, you're coming to us from Buffalo? That is that is correct. I'm coming from you. To, oh, my God. I'm coming to you. See, I need the warm-up. I need this warm-up. See? I need the, hey, like, goddamn. There you go. Give uh, us- <laughs> I'm coming to you from Mama Moose. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to do my warm ups before this. See? There you go. Right. Yeah, I know. God. Um, yes, I'm coming to you from very, very cold uh, Buffalo, New York. Actually, it's not. It's not horrible today, but it is still pretty cold. And you're in your new home. I'm in my new home. You're in your new uh, home, which is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I think we've been here now just just about a month and a half. We've been here. Um, and the first thing I set up, of course, was the room that we're in my my like home studio room. Of course, I, I love yeah. I love the wood. Like if you're if you're watching this, you can see how cool this room is. But if you're on uh, if you're on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can just hear it. Which I will describe to you how awesome this color scheme is. We've got the yeah, black please. walls. We got the we got the nice dark wood. Yes. paneling going on. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's it. a cherry wood. It, it it looks a little funny in the camera. It's actually a very dark green. Which actually looks oh, even better okay. with the wood in person. Nice. Um, yeah, and this way, like in front of me, I have like synths and like my monitors and my uh, universal audio that I'm recording through, and all that, all the nice. fun gadgetry. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we kind of touched on that in the seven questions. Uh, yeah. Which, it, I mean, yeah, the the gadgetry is absolutely. The strong. most important thing. The gadgetry is oh, yeah. strong in this group. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, I have my <laughs> studio here in my garage, and and same thing. Like back there is all the fun stuff. All sure. The, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, we, we were talking uh, a little bit about uh, in the seven questions, right? How we're Helix guys, and you are a head rush guy. Yes. So for the the listeners who don't know, um, yeah, it, basically instead of having a hundred different amps right. and bringing them on tour with you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it's it's one thing, one like right. what is it? 18 by 12 box that you just mm-hmm. bring around with you and it has all those hundred amps in them and all the pedals right you know uh so yeah what like what brought you to downsizing what inspired you to do that because like it took me a little while he he actually got me to do it oh really which was I... which is odd he's <clears throat> he's the complete opposite he was like amps and this and that and then all of a sure. sudden he brings this in and i'm like what? yeah what you're a conger? Okay. <laughs> so for me, so I've always been uh, like I, I learned how to start recording. So I'm I'm 31. Um, I learned how to start recording music when I was probably about like 14 or 15 with like Reason and a shitty Behringer mixer, and that was like my audio interface with a horrible, you know, two in two out USB whatever um all the yeah all the st- the wonderful things that were available like 15 years i look at like what like a 17 year old has at their disposal now for like give that kid like for 500 dollars. like you, that person can make like an incredible sounding record for 500 dollars. Yeah, and i know that i shouldn't i know that i shouldn't even talk yeah exactly right <laughs> i know that i shouldn't even talk because like for the fact that i even had like a mixer in my house like when I was fourteen, right. as opposed to like you said it to someone who was like, you weren't fast texting it on a, uh, on a full track. With <laughs> yeah, a right, right. Um, and I had friends at the time who were doing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I don't, I don't. know. <laughs> but I've always kind of liked the digital stuff. I've liked the Line Six stuff for a long time. I had Pod Farm. That was like one of the first things I bought when I had like my first job um, using that to like do demos and stuff like that. Actually, truth be told our first EP, uh, our first two EPs, all the guitar and bass stuff is all pod farm. Uh, I was was still using all that shit and it sounded fine enough. The Vox AC 30 SIM that I was using sounded okay enough that I was like, all right, whatever. Um, And then of course, like people that were like huge, the, the, I felt a lot of pride in that because people that were like huge gearheads would be like, what did you like? Where'd you go? Who did you, what did you use? And I'm just yeah, like, right. it's like hundred dollar piece of software. <laughs> um, oh yeah. There's no bleed. Yeah. Mics. Yeah. yeah no right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I will always kind of like that stuff, but we've, we use real uh, like amps and stuff. We used a Vox AC 30. I had an Ignator tweaker that I love to death. Nice um, and I used, always use line six effects like the M six and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked for a while. I think we decided to kind of make the change. We went to in-ear monitors about two years ago. And to do all that, we have this behemoth of like a rack system that has like a, you know, a Soundcraft mixer in it and all this stuff. And I was like, we can either like try to mic up the, I, I was like trying to think through it, how we could do it with real amps and all that stuff. I'm like to try to do this realistically at like a local show we're opening for this band or, you know, if we're, do, if we're running the show or the headlining, like, sure. Yeah. We can take our time and run it, but I'm like, right. we're not, we're going to be able to use this like half the time. Um, so I was like, well, what if we just switched completely and just went with units? So we, to test it, we tried out the line six HD stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I could just rack it and it was fine. It was good enough for like the what I was trying to test. I was like, this can work out 
but we need something that sounds a little bit better. Um, I was going to go Helix. I was this close. Um, but I found someone was selling a headrush pedal board for like 600 bucks on Freeverb. I think it's 500 bucks off. Yeah. Let me see if I like it. Bought it and I absolutely fell in love with it. So now that's our like guitar player. He uses that. I have a little MX5, the one they just came out with, like the tiny one, because mm-hmm. I don't really play guitar. I sing mostly. Yeah. Um, and then our bass player, we have using a gig board. And honestly, like tone wise, especially with the in ears and everything, we have not sounded this good ever. And it's just so e- like a se- every sound guy loves us because I'm like, here's our like here's our like uh, 16 outs. They're all labeled. Right. Bye. And they're like, oh, great, cool. I don't have to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <just> raise <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because, like, when we first got into that, like, especially with local shows, you know, guys would look at me and I was, I just need a quarter inch. And they're like, no, well, the mic is over there. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> give me the quarter, the, give me the XLR out of the back of it so I can plug it in. And he's like, what are you doing? What do you, why? What? No, no, no. I'm used to like the mic. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's it's yeah. gonna be good. And then probably like two or three months later, when everybody started going that way, right? It was, it was it was completely different, and everybody, all the sound guys are like, "Oh, sweet." Yeah, I had a couple yeah. conversations with sound guys, and I found that like as soon as I go in, if I go, you know what, it's gonna be super easy for you. You're gonna love us because all I need is your XLR. And then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 cool. And I'm like, yeah, you know how this works. And they're like, yeah, I know how this works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we don't have to I, even have the conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it depends. I mean, we when we started doing it, this was like, oh, my God, maybe like the end of 2018, we did the pod HD test mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, some, some, somewhere around there. Uh, maybe in a 29th. I forget. doesn't matter. But I think it was still depending on where we played. If we played, you know, we've we've opened for big bands in Buffalo and we've we've opened for national acts and stuff like that. Anytime we've worked with those kind of people, they get it. Yeah, that's not a hard. Yeah, because and I'm not trying to talk shit, but it's you know, they're they have endured enough crazy situations and the bands that we've opened for. I mean, we're like we do synth poppy kind of stuff. So there's an inherent like complexity of like, here's this, here's where our keys and our backing tracks, here's this and that. And the other thing we use a lot of effects, yada, 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 but we've opened for bands that were in that vein. And so the sound guys we were working with were like, Oh, I already know that. I already know whatever, but we would go headline a show at a bar. That's like normally like it's like blues dudes showing up with their vintage fender amp. And like, that's what those guys know. And here I show up with like this giant, huge box of rack gear and like no amps on stage and like this like six-year-old sound guy's like what the hell am i supposed to do with any of this right yeah. uh and that's not as fun <laughs> but right we've made it work so yeah awesome yeah so you you brought up about you set up your studio and stuff like that your uh your latest record just came out uh the day before my birthday oh actually, wow this yeah. this past year happy belated um, birthday yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Love and Fear came out the day before that uh, on, on November 11th. So how much of a hand did you guys have in recording that record, especially since it was worked on for, what, two years uh, and through the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we um, like, God, we, we start on that. So we put out an EP called Cycle in the end of 2018. Uh, we put out a single called Far Away pretty shortly after. We started working on these songs probably, uh, my God, like early, yeah, early 2019. We we started the what is the second last track 
on the album push and pull we started that in like early 2019 which i think about now is like absolutely insane <laughs> but it's definitely the longest and uh it's the longest we've ever sat with material uh i shouldn't say sat that sounds like we like finished it all and, and sat on it for it's the longest we've had to like live in material that we were working right. on and working through and all that stuff which was kind of nice and also uh it was great and horrible and <laughs> everything in between. <laughs> uh, but when, when we work, you know, it, so I have a studio, uh, my keyboard player, we all have home studios to, to some degree. Um, we recorded most of it, uh, well, not here, but with my home studio. And we recorded it, a, a lot of the other stuff. Uh, my keyboard player has his home studio as well. We both have a lot of keyboards and a lot of like equipment that were all over the record the only thing we did in an actual studio was was drums it's the only thing that we you know you need 16 mics you need a good room you need need, mm -hmm. right and we just we didn't want to have we didn't want to like half-ass that part of it because like that i feel like that's like the tell like you can do guitars pretty well at, at a home studio you can do bass keys you can do vocals really well but as soon as you hear drums come in like you know whether or not they really like yeah you know poured some time into that um and so that was the only thing that we didn't do ourselves um but everything else we we tracked uh and then we had it mi- mixed and mastered by a friend of ours uh whose name is matt step awesome nice. Does everybody live around each other or are you guys doing a lot of stuff like by sending stuff to each other? Do you get together to work parts out or like how's that especially so we, during during the pandemic and stuff? How did you guys Sure. So when we were in the start of the pandemic, we were all, you know, like anyone um well, I guess like anyone who took it very seriously, we all were very locked down. We all um we didn't see each other for about like 2-3 months. Um, and, and luckily we all have a good, we all kind of work in our own way, which works out for this band where, you know, we all start ideas. I think like the, the basic way anything works in the band is one of us starts an idea. We throw it up. We have a Google drive that we all share. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll start, you know, taking pieces out of that. We'll all put up stems and work through it. We'll put up the MIDI files and I can run stuff through my keyboard and change things like that. Um, and that's kind of how we worked for those like couple of months. But after that, we probably got together like once or twice a week to work mm-hmm. through songs, to work through ideas. Um, some stuff we kind of like percussion, uh, anything like that. I, I leave to Matt, our drummer, you know, that there may be small things I have a say in and vice versa. You know, for me, lyrics and vocal, vocal melody, that's usually on me. Um, there are some small things here and there where that that's definitely changed and, and the guys have brought in ideas or I've brought in percussive, percussive ideas. Um, but yeah, in the, in the pandemic, it, it started with us kind of all working in isolation, then coming together after that to, to put all the finishing touches on, on everything. We'll be right back. All right, Jimsy, you think grilling season is over? Mm, almost right no no grilling season is never over because of a new sponsor of ours Ooh, what is it grillyourassoff.com i love the name already yeah uh it's a veteran owned company that sells spices barbecue sauces cool swag even like even uh cookbooks Oh, you know what? I you sent me a link to that. I checked it out. That was awesome. They had some uh, some cool recipes right on their site. That was pretty awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, that that's for free. But 
now that they're a sponsor, they've decided that if you use the promo code BACON, you get 10% off your order. Dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. ready. I'm, I'm definitely ordering some spices. They had a couple that looked really killer. Yeah, and, and it's really, there's so many different selections that there's really a spice for everybody. Um, the, the guys that are like heat heads and even the people that just want something subtle, delicious, sweet, whatever it is, uh, they've got something for everybody. Awesome. Did we order any? Did we have any coming? We've got some coming. Nice. And we're going to do some tasting episodes over on the Patreon. Awesome. So with stick a around. Bit of grill your ass off stuff. Stick around, everyone, because uh, once we get those in, we're going to taste them. We're going to go through them. And then we're going to let you know what we think and uh, maybe give you some, uh, some choices that we would kind of go for. So once again, head over to grillyourassoff.com. Use that promo code BACON and get 10% off. Sweet. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer. The Godfather here, and you've been consuming Bacon is my podcast. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> um, like I, I feel like a lot of bands had to try and shift, and and if you weren't into home recording at all, uh, you were getting into home recording right <laughs> away. Like yeah. you were getting. I I don't know how many scarlets they probably sold. Oh my god, man! <laughs> that, but yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, for Flying. sure. Like, yeah, I mean, um, it, but you said that you were you've been recording since you were like fifteen and and stuff like that. Did anybody else have to go through the learning curve, or or was everybody just like, cool, we're good, let's do it? I, I think Matt, Matt, my drummer, Tom, my keyboard player, and I. We all have done this for maybe not the same amount of time, but we've all done it for a considerable amount of time. I think our um, our bassist Brian was probably he's done it before, but definitely not as experienced. I'm not trying to talk any shit, Brian, but um, but he but even with his, I would say like more limited setup, he still would track ideas, send stuff my way, and then if stuff had to be retracted, we would do it at my place or, or you know or at Tom's place or, or wherever it made the most sense. Um, and I think in all this too, you know, we all went through like, my God, I went through so many different rig changes of everything, like everything I have now, I changed the pandemic because when you are, when I was around it all the time, cause this is like, uh, I'm a, I'm a software developer as in my profession. And so this is also my like work from home desk. And so like learning very quickly, the limitations of what I had before and in totality, I definitely like switched up a ton of stuff like halfway through recording which was also kind of a nightmare for the dude who was mixing <laughs> yeah. say, wow. but, <laughs> well it's funny yeah we we were recording uh my my band and at first they were like well we want to do a record we want to do an ep whatever it is and i was like let's just do singles like singles is kind of the way things are going and this and that right and wait until we get a nice repertoire and then we'll put like when those songs are kind of done then we can put a record out Right. Um, and uh, my drummer, it, it, like right in the middle of recording, he's like, I got new cymbals. I was like, cool. I hope you can wait another month or so before you start <laughs> hearing how they sound. Like, what do you mean? It's like, you're not changing your cymbals in the middle of recording. Are you oh, fucking man. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the drummer thing, though. Well, love uh, love not entirely because I had uh, just to, to add my story to that uh, in the middle of recording. um our, our very first record, my guitar player decided in the middle of recording one song on the record, 
coming in the second day of Lee Guitar Day, he sold his guitar and bought a different one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we didn't even have full takes of like the all the parts yet. So oh, we were going man. in and he was finishing parts that he had started the other day, the day before that we hadn't made sure we're keepers yet. And we were like, what did you just do? Oh my <laughs> what, God. What just happened? And then years later on our, like our recording that happened a few years ago, we went into the studio and he came in the third day of recording with a new head because he had mm -hmm. sold his head. Oh my this God. Is right this is right before we went to uh, the line sixes. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the catalysts was I was like, no more. We're going digital and you've got every yeah. head you want and that's fine. Yeah. And we're just, right. we're saving and we're moving forward <laughs> every oh patch God. you have. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like twice that happened. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, man. It's the beauty of digital. It's consistency for all that, the, the non recording yeah. nuts out there. Consistency that's, that's is what, key. Yeah. That is true. I, yeah. We, I tried to keep it. So I switched to, I had a Focusrite interface for a while. Um, and I switched at the end of, Oh man, what was it? End of twenty, end of twenty twenty, I think. I switched to a universal audio, and which is oh my god, not to like yeah. get not to get so nerdy and whatever, but like, right, right. what an absolute, truly the only like gear like that that I've ever I could ever say is like what a game changer for me and my workflows and everything that I do. But um, but yeah, I I made a point even though I liked a lot of stuff that was built into that and a lot of the, the like the universal audio plugins are absolutely incredible. Um. I was like, all right, I have to keep the same like signal chain because if I do this now, like a dude who's mixing the out, like everything's going to sound different. It's going to be weird. Right. And I know like I have such a neurosis about that stuff that I'm going to want to go back and like, all right, well, I got to retract the stuff that we right, already I like redo all this because it sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I was like, you know what? We can have our fun. <laughs> I can have my fun after and we can do stuff for whatever comes next. But for now, I have to keep it. Well, because we you're to keep the it person that's. The person that's really going to hear it is you. You're going to hear it every oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, you're going to listen to it. And you're going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and then you'll point it out to other people that would have never known. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of hear that. Like, like, exactly. Oh, you like this? You like this song a lot? Yeah. Well, here comes the bridge where there's a brand new synth sound all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, are, you're, you're like, so in your synths and stuff like that, you guys use a lot of them. How yeah. much of it is done analog, and because you were talking about going to Guitar Center and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like that. So how much of it is analog, and how much of it is fun PSTIs and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. So when we started uh, getting into that stuff, um, it was all VSTI. I, I didn't own right. any. I didn't own any since until probably six years ago, maybe six or seven years ago. Um, and I will say, in speaking of that, luckily, like since our thing, you can get away with like changing. Mm -hmm throughout yeah. a record because you use different tones you use different you right. know as long as the parts that are doing the part stay the same um but it's funny that you say that because my keyboard player in the making of this record we had a song that he had he had composed mostly himself and then he he wrote the vocal melody he wrote a lot of the stuff to it and then we were kind of like peppering stuff on top of that and adding some stuff on, to it but there's a bunch of stuff he tracked he had an apartment that had the worst ground hum ever and <laughs> A bunch of the stuff that he stems he sent me, I'm like, Tom, like we can't do like this is uh. insane. Like I can hear the buzz, like no matter what I do. So we tried to retract a bunch of it, and I'd be like, All right, well we have to retract this part. And he's like, Oh well, I sold the keyboard that did that. It's like, All right, great, cool. Uh, so we'd well, have to not find. Just me. Oh my god, 
no, that was like there's a, that was a very specific case, and there was a few others um, where I had actually was the fault one at fault where right, I sold right. a few cents, but um, <laughs> I so uh, I I'd say this new record is definitely the most analog and virtual and like external sense. There's a few patches on a few songs that are a little bit older that I I like the patch so much through the plugin that I was like, you know what? Instead of like killing myself to try to find something through one of the actual physical synths I own, like print it. it sounds good. If it yeah. sounds good, it sounds good. Um, right. I think we're at the point now where I'm happy we have as much. We have all the Arturia stuff, which is like a crazy huge synth collection, um, a vintage stuff. Uh, I'm happy to have it for for playing live and to fill any gaps that we have. But you know, I have. I'm looking at three cents right now. I have one in the closet that's actually not even out here. Um, Tom has four or five. Matt has an old in Sonic from the 80s. We have like we can cover pretty much everything with our physical gear. And mm. I think that's we, we're trying to do that now. We're trying to use less plug-in stuff. The only annoyance with that comes with playing live. Uh because then I basically go back in because we don't use any of our, you know, I'm not gonna use I have a Oberheim from the 80s. I'm not bringing right, that. Yeah, yeah right. To the show. <laughs> uh, and so, um, so we, we, I end up like sampling the keyboards I own to then play them through a MIDI controller. And that feels kind of ridiculous. So, you know, right. at this point, I don't, I don't dismiss anyone who uses, they sound great. They sound pretty accurate. It's like all this stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. The, the guitar stuff, like, yeah, 10, 15 years ago, would anyone be using like the pod, like a serious band be using like the pod through, like on a live show, like probably not, but right. like the Helix stuff sounds amazing. And the, uh, the headrush stuff, all that stuff sounds so good that like, it finally is at a place where you're like, you know what? The convenience <laughs> outweighs the, yeah. the minor uh, discretion I have with how it sounds. Yeah. I, I, I even, I would even say that like aside, even more so the con- than the convenience is just again, the consistency. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You know, all like knowing, knowing what, my guitar is going to sound like to someone in the audience and hearing that same sound to me yeah is and knowing that no matter where i go it's going to be that same sound totally is is worth everything that i ever uh lost in selling my 800 and selling my right you know yeah. like basement you know like all, all those amps that i that like i've had and absolutely loved and stuff yeah, man. but I someone pointed it out to me once. They they were like, you know, you've never heard your guitar, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> they were like, you've never heard what your guitar sounds like to an audience ever. Yeah, you've heard your guitar sure. on the other side of the stage, maybe hitting you in the knees if you hear it at all, or you right, hear it yeah. mic and through a monitor in front of you anyway, and then it's affected, and they take all the bass out of it so that you you can actually be heard to an audience. You don't right. even know what's going out to the audience, and I was just like. I'm stupid and I need to learn these things, <laughs> you know, cause I was in the mindset of like, Oh man, if it hits me in the back, it sounds good. You know? And it's yeah, like, right. Well, no, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> there's so much, there's so much shit wrapped up in that of like the aesthetics of, you yeah. know, like I grew up as someone who loved like emo and all that shit. And mm-hmm. I remember like, I can't tell you, and this is like a thing that's been happening since the eighties, but like how many bands I've seen with empty four by 12s on stage. Right. And there's oh, yeah. like, they're actually playing through like a one by 12 combo amp that's behind it. Like it crazy, ridiculous shit. That was um, Brian May famously. Uh, yeah. Famously was that he yep. threw a Vox, like a uh, AC 15 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
that he had on stage, like on a folding chair, mic'd, and then a big wall of fake marshals. Yeah, oh it's good enough God. for Queen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, I think that's 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 you know the, really the 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 genesis for everything was the in ear stuff. But I'm so happy to be in it now, and in ear stuff too. I mean, I know it's 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 still not cheap. It's not crazy mm-hmm. cheap or anything like that, but. Having that now is such a game changer too of like, even if the sound guy is maybe not making us sound as good as we can be like, there's nothing worse than like showing up to a show and you have like either no monitors or like the worst monitors ever. And you just have to go by kind of what you think right. is happening to the crowd. Like that sucks. I've been there in, I've, I've played for such a, a well, a, you know, for majority of my life and like, that is horrible. That's such a nightmare. And to now at least have that thing where I'm like, I control this. We know we sound good. The the patches are dialed in on the head rushes. You know, we know that we can hear ourselves and at least deliver, you know, whatever. Um, I think that goes such a distance too. Commercial break. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more Bacon is My Podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon is My Podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial free access to Bacon is My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways. Additional shows, including Tasting Is My Passion, and of course, Cooking With, Bacon Is My Passion, and oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about. This is Skaggs from Outline and Color, and you're consuming Bacon is My Podcast. Do you, did you ever feel that um, having in-ears, well, depending on how you use them, I guess, but did you ever feel that it took you away from the audience experience? Um, I, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, we're constantly working at tweaking that kind of stuff. You know, um, I would love to get to a place where we have a more, uh, I would love to have like a shotgun mic on stage if I was really going to be like crazy about it and, and pulling a little bit of the, the noise. Mm -hmm. I think it's the only thing that's hard is to fully sense, uh, like the crowd reaction. Cause you're really just getting like anything you're like, you're either visual, visually seeing it or you're hearing it through like your mic or like maybe the right. drum mics or whatever. So it's very like minute. Um, and that's a little, that's makes me a little. Yeah. Shaky. That, 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 that's the, I stopped. I tried them. I tried using in ears and I took them, I took them on tour. And um, when I got back, I was like, I, I love these. I can't use these. There's just, <laughs> I, there's no way I can do it. Um, just because it was great when when you know we had times where there was no monitors or yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh so that they weren't saying oh just move up a little bit and i was like the well i can't have the mains behind me um, <laughs> right right <laughs> you know like and and we definitely played a lot of those shows but right. uh but still it's like any show where there was a crowd it was it was just 
especially on tour where you're like, you're not in front of your home crowd. So you're like everything, at least for me being like an insecure singer, I'm like, I need to know (laughs) whether this is working or not. (laughs) And I have no idea. Yeah. Um, So I came back, but that was years ago. So that was, that was like years and years ago that I tried them. So I know that they're better and I know that systems are better now, but it was like, it took me completely out of it. So anytime a singer tells me that they use them, I'm like, Oh man, how, how did you, (laughs) I I think, you know, I think it, depending on the gig, I'll pop one out. You know what I mean? Like some, some gigs that I, some gigs that I know that are like, I got to feel this a little bit more. There's like, we played Rochester a ton cause it's right around the corner. And I remember one gig in particular, like I could tell that the crowd, but I couldn't hear it super well. And it was like right when I just started, like maybe the first show I used mm-hmm. in ears. Um, and I had to pop one out because I was just like, I have to hear this. And it, and it, w- it worked out really, really well. I think there's yeah. some shows I need it. Some shows I don't, um, you know, it just, it just really depends. I think, like I said, in a perfect world, I'd love a shotgun mic of just the the crowd noise just if i could crowd, get it yeah. you know i've heard crazy stories of like r- big big acts like a u2 level mm-hmm. act using like they not only have packs on them but they also have lav mics that would be picking up like the sound that they'd be hearing if they didn't have an in-ear monitor oh, wow. okay. from their thing so they're feeding that into their in-ear mix which is so like ridiculous but honestly doesn't <laughs> it makes sense that their makes belt sense. packs their belt packs look like batman utility belt they <laughs> yeah, so many- yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> fucking bono <laughs> yeah i mean i i do the in-ear thing too but uh, as a, uh, like i do a lot of screaming it, but popping the one ear out is essential yeah. because my scream in my in-ears just sounds completely different than what I'm used to hearing to knowing sure. where my spot is. And it's like, oh, okay, where sense, am I yeah. throat am I hitting? And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Cause I don't, that makes sense. Cause I can't do that. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, that does make sense. I could, yeah. that would be hard to gauge. Um, shifting gears just a sure. little bit. Yeah. Totally. Uh, you brought up Rochester. Yes. You are a foodie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you, have you gotten a garbage plate from Nick Tahoe's? Oh, of course I have. Absolutely, I have. I've gotten a garbage plate mildly sober. I've gotten a garbage plate that I don't remember. I've gotten everything in between. <laughs> I uh, I went up to Rochester to see a friend <clears throat> a long time ago. And uh, we got Nick Tahoe's and he's like, how much did you have to drink? And I said, well, enough. And he's like, okay, get a second garbage plate. And I said, why? Wow, second. So I got it. <laughs> And so the first one I devoured because sure. I was to soak it all up. I woke up the next morning, had a little bit of the hangover going. That second garbage plate in the morning, cold with hot sauce, was a life changer. And it sucks because the Rochester is, you know, six hours away from us. Sure. But uh, can't just go there to get one. Yeah. Yeah. No. But but yeah. Tom, can you describe what a garbage plate is? I absolutely can. So a garbage plate, um, and we have a few spots that finally do them in Buffalo. It like took a way longer than it should. Like two things to come to Buffalo. I'm sorry, this is a quick aside before I get into it. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Being this close to Rochester and being this close to uh, Toronto in Canada, like I'm so close to Toronto. uh, it's It's like an hour and a half away, but I'm so close to like the border to Canada that it's truly like I drive south like 20 minutes like that way and I can get on a bridge and I'm in Canada. Um, being that close, 
like finding mildly good poutine and a mildly good garbage plate took so goddamn long to get here. It finally feels like you can maybe get like a decent one here of both of those things, but like, holy shit. Um, yeah, poutine anyway. is a tough one to find. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, yeah. That was just a tough one to find. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will say we went to uh, the before Matt, my drummer had his his daughter. We took a like a, a boys like road trip to Montreal and had like like a smoked meat poutine up there, which was oh. who some good stuff. Nice. Um, but but to to get back to matter at hand, a garbage plate is it's usually a base of French fries. Um, and then it's kind of like a mix and match thing. Everyone has their own preferences. Usually you do like hot dogs or hamburgers on it. Um, and then you either do like a potato or a Mac salad is usually salad, a, yep. a pretty, and then you do like uh ketchup and mustard on top of it. Um, some people do like swap Mac salad for, uh, either potato salad or coleslaw. I've seen it in a few places. Some places have like a mix and match option. My order is Mac salad, uh, fries, of course cheeseburgers uh and then uh ketchup and mustard and that is the move i did the uh i did the uh hot sauce on it and because okay hot sauce is my thing yeah uh and man that was incredible it was awesome when you were wasted because i mean <laughs> yeah everything's awesome when you're wasted and then it cured my hangover therefore oh, yeah. it was awesome i have uh i've never had a garbage plate oh so, man we got uh, now we after gotta, uh, I gotta ask after me telling you what it is. Are are you more interested or less interested in trying one? <laughs> um, well, I'm 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 more interested in trying one because uh, the description was kind of like what, why, and <laughs> and so that makes me go. I need to I need to see what that's about because and, and it doesn't it doesn't. I don't hear it and go, man, that sounds good. I hear oh, yeah. it and I hear it and I go, all right, okay. Well, oh I'll man, I'm gonna have heartburn after that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and what's funny about Nick Tahoe's too is is my buddy was like just you got to go in you got to know what you want because they don't fuck around and I'm like no they like, do not it's like you you step up and and if you don't have that order in 20 seconds the guy behind you is already ordered oh yeah it is oh, yeah, it's yeah. like intense there and it's like i do not fuck. do well i do not well, do well in places like well that. they the i think that you know it's it comes with a level of understanding like i've been there enough um, so my, my spot's probably Dogtown. They do a guard. There's a billion places to do a garbage plate in Rochester. I like Dogtown a lot. Um, they also offer Dogtown at least offers like a vegetarian options instead of like the, like a beyond burger or like whatever. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. like two of the guys in the band are vegetarians. So I appreciate them appeasing that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, Nick, like, because they're the, they're the ones that are, 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 were, always open the latest, like open to like four or five. And so we play a show at this place called the bug jar, which isn't super awesome venue. One of my favorite places to play ever. Um, just kind of feels like a kind of divey place, but like I've seen some of my favorite shows there. I've played probably my favorite humble bragger shows there. Um, but we would routinely go there after cause it wasn't super far away, but they have to put up with, the worst people at like three in the morning that like, you know what? Fair enough. They got it. Like those people behind the counter are very thick skinned and understandably. So that they're going to be like, you better know. Like, right, right. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to deal with a crazy drunk ass. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Come in ready. Right. There's a place here, uh, called Jim stakeout that does, uh, they're, they're, I would say they're probably known most for their chicken finger sub. It's like a big thing here. Um, and 
that is a similar kind of deal. There's a bunch of them around. They're all open to, they were, well, not anymore since COVID, but they used to be open to like five in the morning. And if you walked in that place at four in the morning, like you could be walking into like a minefield of like very crazy, weird people. And I don't know how any of those people worked by that counter and dealt with that, but <laughs> uh, it's a very similar deal. So I think knowing that, you know, Nick's wasn't, wasn't a hard, I, I understood where they were coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've been to Buff. Well, I've been up in the Buffalo area a couple of times, but mostly when I was younger, I used to live in New Hampshire and stuff. But um, I always find it interesting. I, I watch a lot of like food shows, and I try and find the food items from different places and kind yeah. of see what's what regional things are 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 like the special. Sure. And Buffalo is always interesting to me because aside from, of course, the wings, wings yeah. um, yes. when you get past that, it's almost like uh, I see a lot of stuff that is just a mix of many different things put sure. into an item. It'll be like like the chicken, chicken finger sandwich. Sub. You know, it'll be yeah, like, yeah. okay, this sub has chicken fingers and fries and mozzarella sticks. And then it also has like shaved beef on it. And you're like, why? What? <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll have one. But what is it? Why? I can't say. <laughs> I will say. I don't. Uh, man, I don't know if any anyone that uh, I will say our our standard chicken finger sub is much more uh, docile than what you just described. But I'm okay. very interested in what you just described. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. But uh, yeah, what is what? I, why why do you think that is that? It Buffalo is just it's like it's it's just like the punk rock food. It's like anything yeah. goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, when people talk about the stuff that we're known for, I feel like we usually, like I said, being part of knowing like the Buffalo food scene for a while now, the three things that we're, we're most commonly attributed to is obviously the wings wings come right. first anchor bar and duffs are always the first in conversation. They both mm-hmm. suck. Everyone knows that they suck. If you're from Buffalo, you know that they suck. Duffs is right. fine. Anchor bar is horrible. Um, Barbell and East Aurora is the real spot. Um, but that's a hold. So I could, I'm not going to do this to you guys. I don't want to talk about, I don't need to <laughs> talk to you about wings. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, dude, we love wings. We love oh wings. God. Listen, you guys, I'll give you my number. If you're ever up here. I will take you on a personal tour of where you need to eat chicken wings in Buffalo. I promise Done. you that. Challenge accepted. Done. We'll, we'll do the same for you here. We'll bring you for pizzas. And- oh, please, please. Yeah. Do. Um, but we're known for like three things. We're known for wings. We're known for pizza. Our, our unique, brand of pizza and then beef on weck seems to be commonly, weck, yeah. commonly attributed Wait, to us i've actually never heard of that what i've never heard on that what is so it? it's beef uh it's like roast beef um cooked a little bit in like an au jus and then it's on a kimmel weck roll it's like a little bit like a saltier roll um and that's like a very specific part of it but th- that's like the the deal it's very good um, I've had it. Oh, isn't it, isn't it an onion roll as well? Or is that not a? Is that not a weck? For some reason, I thought a weck was a salted roll, but it was like an onion roll. I it's it's salted, but I I don't know. There's something else wrong, on there, but I don't think it's I don't think it's onion. I think some places do that, but I think a traditional one is it's it's salted roll, and then there's whatever the hell Kimmel. I don't know some part of the, right. some other seasoning. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Uh, that has like a it has a saltiness to it that definitely yeah. just like makes the makes the sandwich for sure. Yeah, it's not um, the same thing without the roll at all. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Okay. You re- you got it. You got to do the roll. You got to do the roll. And you got it. Usually, people depending on where you go, people are sticklers for horseradish on it too. That's a big thing. 
Um, but those, if you go into like kind of like a divey bar or whatever, like those, maybe not the pizza, but the wings and the beef on whack, like that's, mm-hmm. you'll see that shit pretty much everywhere here. Cause that's like, those are the staples. Absolutely. It's yeah. a good staples. Yeah. Uh, I, I want beef on yeah, whack like, too. A good beef sandwich, wings, pizza. What, yeah, man. What else do you need? It's you three know, food th- groups. I think that's, you know, with to go James back to your James. point, though, like, to, with oh, absolutely with Jameson. Yeah. Um, Jameson and a, and a blue light or a blue. Go full blue. Oh, Why not? Yeah. You're already dr- eating all that shit. Like, what are you going to say about going yeah. blue? <laughs> uh, right. Diet I, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I get a huge Diet Coke. I do. Right. Light on the uh, ice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think it is, you know, it is a little punk rocky. I think it's more like our. You know, where we were a town that had like, you know, a giant steel Bethlehem steel, and we had like a lot of people that worked in that kind of thing. I think it's like nice utilitarian food. Like, what's mm-hmm. going to fill me? What's like a, a giant thick piece of pizza is going to fill me up? Uh, you know, these, these like 10 wings are going to fill me up. This sandwich with a ton of like beef on it is going to like, I think it was right, stuff yeah. that maybe comes from that a little bit of like heavy utilitarian, like, I need food. I need it to fill me up like now. That's what we're all about. And I think gotcha. the other gross shit that stems from it is also lumped into that whole ideology. That's that's yeah. uh that's college drunk tourism. God damn. Yeah, it. that's a good way. That's a good way to say <laughs> it. For sure. Well, any college town has a lot of weird food things. Well, yeah, you, you gotta know, soak you up. Go, the you boots. go to like a big ten school area, any place that's got a big campus. Yeah. Oh, totally. You're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of like, hey, we we got this weird thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Put it all on one thing. Yeah. Just load it up. Just like a ton of stuff. Yeah. A ton of Some, somebody drunk at three in the morning was like, I want chicken fingers and I want a beef sandwich and I want fries and I want uh put it on a sandwich. Pickles. Yeah, just yeah. put it all on. Put it all yeah. on. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Wrap absolutely. it in a burrito. <laughs> uh so I think we do need to pay some bills right now. Yeah, absolutely. So what we do, Tom. Okay. Or what we have is a, is a little sponsor called Poddex, and they've been really mm. awesome with us since the very beginning. Um, what Poddex are are cards for starting podcasters, or you know, just people looking for good icebreakers, conversation starters, that kind of stuff. And uh, you buy these decks. Mm-hmm. There's 50 questions in each deck, and they're really cool. Uh, Jim uses them at the bar. Yeah, I brought them to the bar. Just, conversation started. You see someone struggling? You go, hey man, <laughs> here's here's a drink. Here's these. Talk to each other. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're pretty awesome. And what we like to do, oh, I dropped it, is uh, ask our guest to Ooh. pick from one of the decks, and then All pick right. the card from the deck. And you'll so get a random question. You'll get a random question. So what Beautiful. we have are the interview deck, the interview deck two. Uh, the episode deck, we have What the Heck, Would You Rather, and the two new decks, which are very, very nice. Uh, we have the How Dare You! Must be said that way. Like Mr. Bighead from uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Love it. And What the Fuck! Which is cool, because it's got like the MTV I like that kind of likeness. Um, so, based on that, Tom, which one of these decks would you like to choose a question from? You know, let's go... Let's go with the newer one. Let's mm-hmm. try a um what was the you know what? Let's go with the what the 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 what the fuck deck. Okay. I Fair. like the MTV right. font. I like the light blue. That's speaking to me. Much, 
much like MTV, there's no music or videos in the box. Wonderful. Uh, but there are questions. There's mm -hmm. a lot of questions. <laughs> and while I shuffle these up, Jim, yes. please let them know. Uh, I will let our listeners know that you can go right now to poddex.com and uh, you can check out any one of these decks. They always have new ones coming out as well. They have an app for your phone. Uh, they also have a bunch of cool swag. You can get like a podcast t-shirt. They're the soft shirts too. No crunchy oh, shirts. Awesome. I hate crunchy shirts. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely good stuff. And if you use the promo code bacon, because everything is better with bacon, you can get 10% off your entire order. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, we're going to fan these out. Tom, he's going to fan his finger from. I'm starting moving. Our right. Uh, our you tell me I'll, right. I'll just tell. I'll tell you stop. All yeah. right. All right. Oh, stop. was that not a stop? Yeah, no, that was. Said... That was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Tom from Humble Braggers, how long could you go without talking? Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, I oh my god, maybe I literally talk to myself. I mean, as you probably could tell from the past hour we've been talking, I talk a lot. Uh, god, fifteen minutes. I literally, I feel like everything you guys are saying prompts a fucking story. Uh, there's Which is my, good. That's, 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 great. that's how it's supposed to my, work. My maybe not for talking, but my my aunt. Uh, was watching me when I was like a kid. I remember this very vividly. Um, my aunt was watching me and told me that she'd give me a dollar if I could like sit still in a chair for a minute, and I couldn't do it. I and and that I feel like I attribute that to like talking, all that stuff. I just can't. Still waiting on that and dollar. Still waiting on that dollar. I can't. <laughs> uh, so no, I I maybe fifteen minutes. I truly talk out. I talk out loud when I'm by myself. Yeah, I can't. I talk a lot. Yeah, like I, don't, I, I don't know that I could go 15 minutes. I don't know if I could go 15 minutes. Maybe See, that's if funny. If I'm in a room by myself and I'm not doing anything, because if yeah. I'm reading something, I'll talk in response to reading it. If I'm playing a video yeah. game, I, I totally. yell at it. Yeah, I can't. See, yeah. for me, it's weird. Like, And Jen makes fun of me all the time. I'm just not really a talker. Like, I like to survey the room, see what's going on, and then go, okay, I can deal with this person. I'm going to talk to them. Right. As opposed to like... Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Supposed to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's why this works out so well because yeah. You know, yeah. I would say I'm a lot of the I'm a lot of the latter there. Right. I'm a lot of the hey, you know. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. I have an answer for you. I didn't ask anything. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you got, I have answers. <laughs> Are they right? I don't know. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, so you know we just played the fair, right? Mm-hmm. I saw our new sponsor next to us at the fair. Right. Right? Any of you that have ever been to festivals, you know one of the coolest spots to go to is that spot that's selling you sodas where the copper mugs. Oh, they're the best. Wild Bills, dude. Yes. And you don't just have to go to a, a fair to get their stuff anymore. You can go right. to drinkwildbills.com. And they'll send it right to your house. They sent that ginormous box to us. Huge box yeah. of stuff. And it made me realize that Wild Bills isn't just soda. Yeah, I thought it was at first. But man, the like jerky 
and uh, nuts, nuts, and coffee. And, oh man, snack foods, coffee, yeah. everything. And if you go there now, drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code BACON, of course, and you get 10% off. Oh, dude, check it out. Uh, stick with us because we're going to be letting you know how that coffee tastes. We're going to be doing some tasting episodes on literally everything in the box. Yes. So stick with us. But, uh, dude, you've had it. You've been at fairs. I've bought it. i bought that mug. It's awesome. I yeah. love it. And now, again, we're heading into the winter months. It's going to get a little colder. No more fairs. Just have it delivered right to your door. Wild, drink wild build up. Yeah. Drinkwildbills.com. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Blah, 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 blah. Once. <laughs> Check it out. Promo code BACON. Hey, I'm Kenny from Youth and Revolt, and I'm really bad at this and don't remember, but I know it's called Bacon is My Podcast or something like that because I'm really nervous. And thank you guys for watching it. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, something that uh, is, is in our pre-done questions that – so we haven't really gotten to any of them. We usually – when it, Sometimes when it, we do. Sometimes we don't. When, it, when, it, when things are going like – these Rough. are the in case of disaster break glass. Yeah. But there was there's one on here that I, I have to ask because yeah. sure. my son, huge Jurassic Park fan. Oh, all right. Uh so we heard about your Jurassic Park tattoo. Yeah. Yes. Uh what other pop culture things do you possibly have to tattoos of? Any other pop culture tattoos? What, what kind of uh so uh well you know what? Shit, we're on the thing. I'll I can quickly pop this hoodie off. Um, It's the only tattoo I have. Uh, (laughs) Is uh, you can kind of can't really. I don't have a good way of showing. You can kind of see it's Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park. Oh, nice! That is awesome. Is right here. Uh, It was. Oh, what a good choice! Nice. It was. You know, I wanted a thing. So, Jurassic Park's been my favorite movie since I was a kid. I was four when it came out. I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was whenever we got the VHS, you know, uh, no, it's three when it came out. Whenever we got the VHS, I definitely saw it, though. Right. Um, and it just quickly became dinosaurs were my thing as any kid loves dinosaurs. But like it just stu- stuck with me. And I think I got the tattoo because um, I do love the movie. It's my favorite movie since I was uh, a kid. Um, and I, I realized as I got older I liked it a lot as a kid because I love dinosaurs and I like it a lot as an adult because the writing is very good and it's about very applicable underlying concepts like, you know, Jeff Goldblum's whole monologue about like science being about like, you know, could have and not should have is like such a great thing. And I love that so much more as I get older. Um, And yeah, all of it. It's it's so good. Uh, But uh yeah, this is the only I, I've had. I've had other ideas for tattoos. I've, I've tried to think through things that are music related without being like super cheesy. Right. I just don't never want like I liked it was Mr. DNA because if you know, you know, I was going to get the Jurassic Park logo. I wasn't going to get the you know, I was going to get into giant T-Rex or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I think like I like those kind of things that are a little bit more of a subtle nod. It's enough of a thing that like if I go to like a bar or I go to wherever and they see it, it's, you know, one out of every Five people will be like, is that the thing from <laughs> like, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's enough. That's great. <laughs> I, li- I like Mr. DNA. That's great. Yeah. I, that's a, I, when I, when I saw that it was a Jurassic Park, yeah. Park tattoo, I was like, I wonder if it's the, like you said, like I, I didn't get the logo. 
And I was like, oh, well, that's good. I, I considered. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure my. I'm sure. Pretty sure my son wants to get one. I considered a <laughs> raptor claw on my on my calf. I didn't get it. Oh but yeah, I, that'd I be cool. A raptor claw on my calf because I'm also a fan of Jurassic Park. Now, um, a f- like a number of years ago, if you've gotten and anybody that's home now has the brand has the new TVs, super high def TVs, yeah. right? Yeah. And at first, when they started coming out, you couldn't turn off what I like to call the uh, the Telemundo um, view, where everything looks like a soap opera. It's like way mm. too high yeah, F to where it looks that. like oh, it looks yeah, like something you remember. filmed on like a camcorder and yeah. then put on TV. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I saw Jurassic Park on TV and I was like so upset by it because I was like, no, this is yeah. ruining it. It just looks. Yeah. I need it to be hazed. I need it fuzzed out. Yeah. It was the same with Jaws too. Remember when Jaws I first too. got that oh. new TV and everybody oh walked God. in? I was watching Jaws and I was like, this is this is a disaster. This is ruining. Yeah. Why this is, is ruining it? why? I don't know what it was. So like uh, my first job, uh, I worked at Target and I sold, uh, I pushed carts and then I sold TVs. I remember like I worked there when this all kind of started to happen. Um, And so like whatever, like 60 hertz was the standard, but then a lot of TVs were like doing like 120 hertz refresh rate, but it's Mm -hmm. like non-human. So it like smooths everything out and it like looks like everything is like going faster than it should like. I, I I had a horrible way of explaining it, but like we had people like complain about this, and I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, right. <laughs> it's just I don't know I don't know why, but that's how TVs are now. Uh, yeah, now you can turn it off. I, I yeah, have a, yeah, I yeah. Have a TV, and I was able to turn that off. But oh my god, it was it was well, that was <clears throat> soul crushing. That was like when when WWE they started shooting in HD. They right. sent a memo out to all the wrestlers like, hey, stop the, stri- the spray tanning because. Right. <laughs> you're orange. You're like, orange and God. you're dripping. <laughs> because, oh, and and then like you watch some old stuff and there is spray tan all over the mat. <laughs> it's just like it's like That's oh shit. <laughs> uh, I will say that I, uh, I I brought up the TV thing just because um, I don't know if you're a, a YouTube rabbit hole person, but uh, one of the things that I that I jump in on is uh, there's a there's a group called Corridor Crew. And they do videos where they talk about either good and bad CGI and graphics and effects. Oh, okay. And then they also talk about good and bad stunts. Interesting. So, All right. And they'll bring on they'll bring on people that worked on these movies and stuff, and they'll the that build models for like Dune and everything, and they'll talk sure, about sure. like what they used and how they did it. And every now and then, what they'll do because they're all graphics guys they'll recreate something like they made uh they made all the the spider-man sequel movies r-rated so they had scenes where like where toby mcguire's holding the train back his arms rip off and then yes, falls yes, down and that. tears his face off <laughs> oh you know or they made like star wars r-rated so lightsabers are cutting off arms and the blood's going everywhere but they also did jurassic park where they updated the graphics to make it look more like what the cgi would look like today on the original Jurassic Park. Really? It was just mm. really cool to like look at. And it just made me think of like when I saw it when it looked like Muppets to me on on like a <laughs> on like a two high res TV. <laughs> uh, and oh, uh, and so I, I think about that now every time I, I see Jurassic Park. But yeah, it's it's worth a look if you ever if you're ever on YouTube. I'm it's very like corridor crew. They're very that's it's a fun one. I'm very interested in that. I will say I think um 
as someone who judges CGI a lot, and like I'm a big sci-fi guy in general. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I love all the Alien movies, and like you want to talk oh, about yeah. like great visual effects, like that first Alien, like how all of that looks and feels is absolutely incredible. Just one of the Amazing. best yeah. movies of all time. Um, but Jurassic Park, I, I think, for being the first first like big adopter of CGI, I think a lot of it still holds up because. As maybe cheesy as, as as this is to say, there's a lot of heart in that CGI. Like, like 100%. that T that T Rex scene, the combination of the CGI and the giant animatronic, like it just still works so well. It's so it feels you're supposed to feel that stress, and it it still works so well. Where like I watch like I don't know, man. I I have to imagine like they talk about like Indiana Jones four that like the CGI from that movie. That's such a huge budget movie, and the CGI looks absolutely horrible. And I right. hate how that movie feels so much of the time. I hate how uh, the movie made I, me. Feel. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, X Men Origins uh, Wolverine coming out, right. and there was the it leaked a few days before it actually came out, and everybody was downloading it, and they were like, they didn't really fix all the the, the CG, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, cool, and. It was very distracting without it, and it was like, well, they'll they'll fix CGI, and it was like, it didn't really matter how terrible the story was at that point. They didn't fix the CGI in the movie, <laughs> first off, <laughs> and second off, it didn't fix the story either. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. But the, but it, the, there's a scene where he's in a bathroom and like the adamantium claws come out, and he by mistake hits the uh the sink and the ceramic sink and it slices up and all that it is if you ever get a chance to watch that scene the worst it looks like who framed roger rabbit <laughs> animation on his hands and oh, it was God. awful it's so bad so so bad now i will say i love who framed roger rabbit Oh yeah! Great movie. Oh, that's because great because it's on because it's on purpose, right? Yes. Well, that's there's a difference. That's the, oh, that's perfect. how it's supposed to look. Uh, I absolutely love that, and I love I love uh, the combination of CG and I, I love when they build when they build an animatronic. Yeah, oh, I think totally, that's awesome. Man. Like I think that's just the coolest. I feel that's probably better for the actors too. You know, like well, they have something see, to yeah. work with. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, see green screen stuff of like um, uh, Avengers in there, and like. Oh Brolin's sitting there with like, uh, or 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 even uh, Hulk is sitting there, and he's like in a he's in like a spandex suit. He's got like a tennis ball hanging from his head. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> or he's got like a, well, they, a they coat hanger that. with a giant Hulk face above him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now everyone act like the world is ending. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> right. There's a guy with a tennis ball in his head. That, yeah, that's no big deal. dude. All that stuff is so. I mean, like the the prequels for star Wars when all that shit happened, like my God, like so demystified is like a 12 year old watching all of that happen. And you're looking at the behind the scenes and you're just like, what the hell is this? Like what they're literally like walking down. Like a, how are they supposed to even like pretend like anything's happening? Like, Oh man, right. it's that's rough. That's rough stuff. I appreciate that. I feel like I, it's like everything like that was so pervasive, obviously, in the ni- late 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. where everyone was like, oh, my God, why would we build anything? Like, let's just use computers for everything. And right, then right. it finally in the past, maybe like five to 10 years, it's kind of coming back around the other way where it's like we can use a little bit of that. But we should probably also, you know, have a physical thing here. And yada, yeah, yada, yada. yeah, I appreciate I, that. That kind I look of. at how they did. I look at some of the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian, how they have. Yeah, that, that's a that, great example. 
right that they they have that like big screen so when they're acting they have the whole scene behind them yeah and they're getting to kind of react but then they also have everything that they're standing on is also built to fit within that scene totally yeah which is yeah. super cool because it yeah. gives them then depth and then they also you know it's kind of best of both worlds which i think absolutely is amazing. I, I think you know uh, and that's a whole uh, star war new star wars can be a whole well, kind yeah. of conversation, but uh, I think if there's one thing I appreciate at least about the newer ones is is the feel, regardless of the story and whatever. There's a lot of feel that felt how I yeah. felt watching the older ones. You know what I mean? Right. Where that like I feel like I'm actually in this. I feel like they're they're in this, mm-hmm. and that like you know definitely didn't feel that for a, a good couple of years there. So <laughs> yeah, the prequels, yeah. Uh, the prequels <laughs> were awful. Yeah, uh, yeah. My my brother asks. Uh, he he interviews people for jobs sometimes, and he'll ask them to rate their um, top five uh, Star Wars movies. And if any of the prequels are in them, he doesn't hire them. <laughs> oh wow, that's brutal! <laughs> I was like, all right, man, I get it. <laughs> that's that's cool. But, I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe three would inch up there just a little bit for the story. But, yeah, story wise, three's the one that kind of like works. Yeah. And they had to get there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I oh, like yeah. Patton Oswald's take if you've ever seen his special oh where, he, I know where exactly he talks where about it. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, I don't want to know what the things I love were like and how they got there. I <laughs> yeah. just want to like the things that, I like. <laughs> oh my God. That, that bit. Oh man, you like you like Darth Vader? Oh, you think he's like really cool? Well, how about him as a kid? He's as a little like, kid. Yeah. You want to see him as a little kid? Oh man, is he like killing people and like cutting off their hands? No, he's just he's just uh, upset and his his mom's just really sad. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> he is amazing. Oh, oh man, he's actually he's he's a uh, I think he's coming here to Buffalo in uh like two months maybe. He's he's coming yeah. here in a couple yeah. months, so it's probably yeah because same tour be- yeah. Yeah, he's going to be at a place by us uh, called the Paramount. Which so he's probably either on his way to or from Buffalo at that. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, actually um, right in the middle of uh, that documentary that they made about his wife. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, really? Oh, oh my! I haven't, I haven't my even wife was watching I'll, that. I'll be gone in the dark. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, she man, wrote it is intense, yeah. intense. Because she wrote about like a was it a serial killer or what, what yeah, was so, there? Yeah. So basically, she got just super duper enthralled in in this serial killer um case mm-hmm. and she just pulled the right strings and became huge in the true crime scene she was like one of the pioneers and stuff and uh she got so obsessed with it that she, it was messing her up like she, they like she ended up getting access to orange county uh police department and they were like here's a closet with all of the pictures and all of the things. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my Here's God. 37 boxes. Take them. Wow. And she was trying to solve it herself. And, and it really, you know, took its toll. Jesus. She died of uh, an accidental overdose. Um, wow. With uh, with yeah. pain pills and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but, yeah, the the whole story itself, and, and I'm not even done with it yet. There's still another couple episodes. Um it's super intense. And, and the biggest shame is she was a phenomenal writer, mm-hmm. like a really, really good writer. But yeah, yeah, the way they framed the whole story and 
his involvement in it is great because, you know, he's a, an executive producer and, my, you know, Jen, my wife, <clears throat> she was talking about it and she was like, you know, he could have turned this around and, and just been like, this is about me. And, and he could have been on it on camera and, yeah. and this and that. He he's, he's there, but this is about her. Mm-hmm. And, and this yeah. is truly a tribute to her. And it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Like the way they put it together, the story behind it is insane. And uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm not yeah. even done yet. And I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. No, I've definitely, I think my, so my wife's very into to true crime stuff and I think she started it. And I was very intrigued about the whole, cause I followed him forever. I saw him in Rochester, six years ago i think mm-hmm. uh and i've loved pat oswald since i was like a kid there's oh, yeah. like been there's Queen been like Queen. oh man but like well i i like when i was younger i was very so i have a brother who's six years older than i am um <clears throat> and so when i was like super young and he was like 18 like finding out cool stuff listening to cool bands whatever um he was also super into comedy and so he would kind of pass that stuff my way and i maybe didn't get a ton of it at the time when I was like 11 or 12 or whatever, but I started listening to these guys and there's stuff that I'd pick up and I'd be like, Oh, that's actually really funny. Yada, yada, yada. And got into it a lot more as I got older. And I, I feel like there's a point, like I want to say there's a, maybe a point somewhere in my life where I was like, I would have either gone super hard into music or super hard into comedy. And I just right. picked a certain <laughs> thing because comedy was like right there. Like neck, like listening to David Cross's albums when I was oh, like yeah. Yeah. 13 or whatever. And I was like trying to show my friends and I'm like, what the hell? Like, is this stuff why are you listening to this basically uh but like really getting into that kind of stuff and and pat oswald was always there i i'm i just kind of started his he put out a book called silver screen fiend that i i just i started a little bit ago that i love the the whole idea about it of him being obsessed with movies and like that whole his whole deal with that what's funny is it's not funny but what, what he actually brings that up the book um, there's a lot of back and forth text messages that he's had with his his wife <clears throat> and he brings up the writing process of the book and she talks about how like it's really taking her it, it's toll on her and she's just really tired and this and that and he's like I've been through this I get it like it means you're rounding the end like it means that mm-hmm. it's right. almost there like that, that's it so um, yeah that, um, I want to read that book now too yeah i, want to check that out <laughs> yeah. I always liked him he's he's super funny he's he's always oh, one yeah, that he's I like. and and i i always liked him just because it felt like he's like my my nerd side is is like his nerd side yeah totally yeah. so so it's like i can laugh at him and i could i could be like oh man we can sit and talk about yeah you know the the entire run of Todd McFarlane's Amazing Spider Man together yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah like all yeah. those all those kind of things uh, totally. so I always liked him but yeah comedy man like I'm I'm huge into I that's what I listen to most of the time yeah yeah <laughs> if I'm like if I'm in the car that's my that's my uh, on tour late night drive listen and I don't oh, listen sure. to music anymore after shows I can't listen to music I don't oh, know about yeah, you but dude, I'm like yeah, I don't I, want to even hear it I'm like I've been in a bar all night. Yeah, I I, th- I feel like the only time I've, I've ever left a show wanting to listen to something is like if I really love the show, if I really felt like uh, when we've played with bands or or I mean, if I'm just going to a show or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's there's been a few times where I've been like so like enamored from like, my God, like on that high 
or whatever. Yeah. I love this band. I just saw, I got to hear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, but I think if I'm playing one, yeah, no, I need a, I need a break. I like the podcast. I like to listen to the most, like I'm a huge comedy bang bang fan. Um, it's a big, that's probably my favorite podcast. I've seen it live. Uh, I like that kind of stuff. Like I, 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 the thing I love about that, it's like, you know, it's, it's all these, do you guys know what, what the, are you? Mm -hmm. I know. know, Yeah. I'm not familiar with it. It's, it's basically, so there's this dude, Scott Ackerman, who used to write for Mr. Show, just a big, like, mm-hmm. yeah, with, uh, I know Mr. Show, yeah, with yeah. Bob Odenkirk and, Bob. and David Cross from yep. the 90s. So he was a writer and a performer on that. Um, and so he had, like, kind of like a live show, this improv thing, um, that he turned into a podcast basically, left, oh God, 13 years ago, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it started as a radio show on an indie radio station out in LA and then it turned into a podcast. Um, but he kind of has up and coming per L, like improv performers that are like rising up through the scene. So it's been very cool to see like people that like at their like right when they're starting out at like, you know, UCB or they just came from Groundlings or whatever. They're trying to like make their way. And now they're like in stuff like there's this dude, Tim Baltz. Um, I, I, I know this specifically because I just started watching Righteous Gemstones on hbo yeah uh and he's like a a character in that and like i've been listening to him for like a few years when he like just started out on the podcast and stuff like that and now he's in like a bigger show and it's like cool to kind of see that stuff where you're like this person clearly has talent and now they're like becoming a bigger deal um and that's i don't know i love i love that kind of stuff and and scott ackerman's so great i listen to like all he has like a bunch of different podcasts i listen to uh, a good amount of them but I love the com- that kind of comedy stuff. Yeah, for sure. I-, I think there's, I listen, like there's a few years there where like I-, I listen to so few music like in the car and I would just listen to like comedy albums or comedy like podcasts yeah, or whatever because right. I needed that like break. I feel like especially when you're writing stuff, like I don't want to listen to anyone else. I don't want to listen like, yeah. yeah. Like I'm either going to be in my own space and yeah. Yeah. I'm either going to like listen to my own demos and like critique them to death in my head or (laughs) uh, listen to this thing. That's going to make me laugh and forget about all that for like a half hour. Yeah. Who, uh, who makes you laugh? Um, Like who, when you see, when you see a name, who are you like, I don't care if it's something old or something new. This dude's going to make me laugh. Ooh. Um, Oh my God. I would say, you know, with with that like show or whatever, with, with the people that are also like comedians outside of that, like Paul F. Tompkins is on there, and I'm a huge. Mm. I really like him a lot. Um, I like his his whole style of comedy. I think gels really well with what I find very funny. Right. Um, I'd say David Cross is usually up there. Like if someone posts a clip of that kind of stuff, you know, it's like hard to say. I fall in a little off of like like stand up. I think. Yeah. Um, but I've always been like, you know, but I, I, I revisit a lot of stuff or re- revisit a lot of like, sh- like Arrested Development is one of my favorite, like the first three seasons of that is like one yeah. of my favorite things of all time. Yeah. And I like that is, even though it's almost, you know, 20 years old at this point, there's like bits in that, that I will revisit that. I still laugh. Like it's so good. Absolutely. First time. Yeah. Absolutely. It still just gets you the same way. The last yeah. two seasons are garbage. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's very, yeah. it's a, it's a huge it's, shame. It's unfortunate. But those first, at least, like, third one is kind of like half season. But those first two are like, just I. It's like to genius to the point where like it feels like listening to when you listen to like an amazing album. You're like, I just don't understand how someone was able to make this when they did, how they did with what they had. Like 
I feel the same way watching those first two seasons of Arrested Development. I'm like, I don't know how someone thought of this in 2002 and like, oh my God, like just a next level, you know, kind of comedy. I don't know. I love those kind of things though. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you look at yourself and go, man, someone out there, I need, I need to, I need to, (laughs) how the hell do you do this? Where are you getting this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up. Yeah, we could. We, no we could nice. I, but I, I, I find that we're gonna have to have you on again. Yeah, please I, do. This has been wonderful. Talk, <laughs> like, we're gonna have to talk more movies. We're gonna have to talk more comedy. Yeah. I, oh I mean, yeah. We didn't even talk about uh, anything musically on on your record at all. <laughs> no, we we didn't. We did. I mean, a little bit. Like we talked about gear. the recording process. A little gear, but talk. the gear and songwriting, and, and yeah, stuff. we didn't even talk about like the fact that hey, we're all songwriters, and <laughs> like yeah, that's you know. But I guess that's for another time. Let's save it for another yeah. time. Um, you have a an open invitation here. Yes, anytime. And I will take it, back. guys. Thank awesome. you. So- this is a very. I had a great time. It's awesome. a very fun yeah. time. You guys are great. Uh, please do me have. Uh, please do have me back. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. And while we have time here, please do let our listeners know where they can listen to Humble Braggers, where they can watch your videos, what to be looking out for, and uh, all the socials, all that kind of stuff. You got it. So we everything is at humblebraggers.com. If you want to follow us on, we're on Twitter and Instagram. And if you still have a Facebook somehow, we're on there too. <laughs> um, tour dates are on there. We are going to be booking shows, hopefully doing a, a few runs um hopefully coming down your guys way at least at least like new york ish we haven't been there in a few years yeah so um look for all that uh we have a new album Uh, i think that was mentioned very (laughs) briefly earlier uh we uh that came out back in november it's called love and fear it is on everything right now please go listen to it uh we're very proud of it um and happy with it Um, it is a great record thank you very much. You may have you may have heard their music on uh, on the Flash or on uh, Teen Mom, Teen Mom, or I Zombie, or or any of those shows that they happen to be on that we uh, that we wrote down to make sure to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So try and find the song that you love on Spotify on Teen Mom. See yeah. if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, I will. One of our, I think it's in our. It has to be in like our top five most played the one reason it is up there is because it was in an episode of team mom <laughs> i was gonna uh, say how yeah. proud are you t- that you have a song in teen mom but also neither of us have a song in teen mom it, you know so, it's you know. i think the the beautiful thing about that just is a very very quick story yeah no go, go ahead. when i met my now wife uh we were starting a date I, you know, I, she knew I played in bands. Like wh- the second time we went on a date, she like came and saw us play at like a, a, a local bar or whatever. And I'd mentioned like, yeah, we had some music and TV shows and stuff like that. She met my roommate who they both share a love of garbage television, like uh, Teen Mom, which <laughs> maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say that because they <laughs> used our music. I, whatever. Well, garbage <laughs> was, shows need great music. You know what? God Every show needs a great show. Got to have yeah. something, some redeeming factor. Yeah. And you know what? And great people sometimes need garbage shows. So Absolutely. it's a full circle. It's full but circle. It, uh, but my wife made the joke at the time of like, oh my God, like 
I, I would love if you got your song in like Teen Mom. And my roommate who likes this television was also the dude who ran our label. He lived with me very briefly, like lived out of state and then came back and lived with me very briefly. Um, and then I, I shit you not like a month and a half later, he's like, you're not going to believe who we got like a request oh, from for one of your songs. And then it all came to, it was, it was just meant to be from that, uh, that ridiculous joke from my yeah. wife. And then it actually happened. Hey, so, you know what? That's it's amazing. It's better to realize that your song is featured on teen mom than to find out that your song created a teen mom. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would feel a lot better about that because right? in one case, so. well, in one case you, you get money and the other case you get right. guilt. Blame. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. Guilt or <laughs> sorrow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe, ha- I don't know. You could be happy know. for them. They, you could be happy for them. Some yeah. of them might be happy. You don't know. I guess. You don't yeah. Know. I don't have to be. I yeah. would say one is going to, you know what? Maybe I guess they both lead to, I guess, mildly tumultuous feelings. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. And with that, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good ending. <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for being here. Uh, yes. Thank you, Tom, for being here. And thank you for hanging out. Please, please, please come back anytime. Uh, for Absolutely all of you well. listening, ask yourself every single day I mean, the most important question. So we, we already day. know. We know what it is. Tom, do you remember what the question of the day is? God, is it... Uh... What is your bacon? Yes. Yes, it is. See, we said he was going to be a test later and he passed. And he passed. Okay, Excellent. Mate. What's your bacon? <laughs> the, it's over. I know. It's over already. Right. You're going to put this on. What? This. N- yeah, yeah. I know you are. Yeah. yeah. Now. That was a great. That was a great <laughs> episode, wasn't now. it? Wait, are we not there? No, this is the outro. Now. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Jim, yeah, you have things you got to pimp. I do. I do have things I got to pimp. Uh, you could do that right now. I have new music out, possibly, maybe. I think I do. I hope so. I could. <laughs> There's a good chance. The plan is to have new music out when this comes out. Okay. So if so, there's new music out by Craven Strange. You can find information about it. On CraveStrange.net, where you can also find all our socials and all that kind of good stuff. Or you can uh, find me on any of my socials, Jimmy G Shoes. You can find me and uh, talk to me. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. What are your dreams? What are your passions? What's your bacon? Mm. All that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, where can they find you? Me personally. Uh, you could find at me, my own self, Mike, on all of the socials. You can also find my band, Something Heavy, on all digital platforms and at Something Heavy Music. Also, in terms of music, you can hear Jimmy and I yeah, uh, on all of music platforms under Bacon Is My Passion. Three singles now. We've got three singles now. None of them sound like each other. No, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> and and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna release more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to have some it's, more. I actually made a post that said... This is one of many, mm. because if I don't say that, then it we're be. not going to do it. Right. So now we have to do it. Now we have to do it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, social medias for this show, 
uh, at Bacon is my pod. Yep. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And we are also on TikTok. Now on TikTok. Yeah. yeah I if, say it reluctantly. If all of that seems overwhelming to you, just go to BaconIsMyPodcast.com where you can find links to all of it as well as a cool place to check out our merch store, mm-hmm. Bacon Is My Fashion, mm-hmm. uh, where you can get cool t-shirts that will look good on your body parts and also help us keep the show running. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. So with that said, it's a lot to take in, a lot to unpack. You can rewind it. But... At the end of the day, you really just need to remember one thing. Yeah. You should always ask yourself. Number one question. What's your bacon? What's your bacon? You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well... Just go over to BaconIsMyPodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon?